Broadway. Let's just do breaking news. Double bullshit. Double bullshit. No bullshit. January 8th, 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the No Bullshit News Hour. We're back. I got a molar pulled. Oh, really? It's the best thing that happened to me all year. Because of the medication. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with this country? Yeah. I'm, uh, thanks for being part of it, because I think you're all starting to see it shake out. This isn't a reasonable and honest place. Things we're telling you come true. So we got a lot today. Let's let's start with this. We all know what happened in Washington. Last night, the president put out yet another tweet. This one more circumspect. I think it's a little too little and a little too late. But uh, Mark, if we have that queued up, let's, let's start with that. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard. Not and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. Yeah, you hear that? I agree with that. A little too little, a little too late. Well, does he believe it? Karen, you think he believes it? Who made him say that? His staff, cabinet members. Yeah, because he doesn't even sound like he, you know, it's like, okay, go up here and read this. Man, a little disingenuous. Okay, I guarantee it's on a teleprompter. That's, uh, that's the voice uh, and face, if you are watching, of uh, Paul Mitchell, former Michigan congressman, and as of December a former member of the Republican Party. He will be joining us. Also, retired Army Colonel Rocky Raskowski, former Michigan House Majority Leader and Trump Campaign National Advisory Board member with his thoughts. Also, also, big news, breaking news, my source. I've been working on this over the holidays for you. Charges may be imminent for Rick Snyder in the Flint poisoning debacle with indictments perhaps days or weeks away, depending on what's going on nationally and how they want to roll this thing out. But can the attorney general's office actually get a conviction? And the guy who actually put that money deal together, you know, that led to dozens of deaths and the poisoning of thousands. Has he been charged? No. Guess what he's just yeah, well, I was say, Where is he? Is he he's- on the run? The guy that put that bond deal together has just been hired by Governor Whitmer to run the state's budget. (laughs) Say say that again, Charlie, and say it slowly. I want everybody to hear and understand that. Say it again. The man who was the bond attorney for Flint, for Genesee County, and for the KWA, whose latest job was the CFO of Detroit, working under Mike Duggan, has just been hired by Governor Whitmer to run the state budget, it should be said before this investigation went cool under Attorney General Nessel, he was part of a sprawling racketeering investigation before the former administration of Bill Schuette, special uh, investigators and prosecutors were unceremoniously dumped and put out on the street. Where is the justice? And finally, we will be talking about the panic in Detroit. Murder, up 20%. 
shootings up 50%. We wake up this morning to news of a triple homicide. There's no plan, no leadership, and with little to show, who will challenge Mayor Mike Duggan this year for the office of Mayor of Detroit? Great Rocky Rakowski, right? I don't know, man. We're going we're gonna to have a Rocky. We'll, we'll find out. Rocky needs something. <laughs> but first, should be good. But first, let me remind you of dear friends of ours at American Coney Island, Esquire Magazine. Yes, New York names it one of the hundred restaurants in America we cannot afford to lose. Because if we lose them, we lose who we are. As Esquire says, a true regional delight, Coney's, which are hot dogs flooded with funky chili, yellow mustard, and raw onions. Now, support, support, support. It, times are tough, especially for restaurateurs. This is the yeah. oldest one in Detroit. It's located at Michigan and Lafayette downtown. Now, get this. It's open Monday through Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Thursday until 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday until midnight. And Sunday, 12 noon to 5 o'clock. I know, Mark's... Wow, okay. Mark's shake. The Coney kits are always open, though. Yes, go to AmericanConeyIsland.com and have them delivered to your door if you still don't feel like going out. But please support an American institution. Amen. Good people. Let me knock one more out so I don't forget stuff this week. Right? <laughs> I want to thank our sponsor, Hall Financial, for being a great supporter of all the shows on the Red Shovel Network. ML Elric, Drew and, and Mark, I'm gonna say. What? No, no, no. Right? It's Drew and Mike. The sports you know show. Um, listen, rates are currently in the twos. You ever think you'd hear that? No, no. I well, I can't believe they're still there. Are they going lower? I I, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> they're going lower well, every listen, week. Call today and find out. And I got a few messages over the holiday. Uh, give, give me their number again. So people are oh, good. starting good. to realize, starting to move, starting to Save some a few dollars. Yeah, find out what you can what you can save. Okay, so call today and find out how much a refi could save you every month, right? Just mm -hmm. uh, click the link on the website to get started, davidhallmortgage.com, or call 248-308-5000. That's 248-308-5000. And make sure you tell them we sent you here at the No Bullshit News Hour because you'll get, well, you're going to get great service anyway. But if you don't, I'm going to call them up and whoop the ass. <laughs> you will get good service. Just tell them you're calling from the No Bullshit News Hour. Now. I'm going to call them today. Who's that? That's me, Rocky. Hey, I'm going to call them today. Mannequin, I told, you to, I, I told you to mute Rocky. Rocky doesn't follow rules. <laughs> Nobody can mute Rocky. <laughs> he did mute him. That's just him yelling from Look wherever at he Rocky is. Rocky's so loud. You can hear him from Oakland County. <laughs> See what I wanted it's to do was a free for all. I wanted anyway. to do because you know Paul actually won a seat in Congress. Rocky just ran for one. Oh, 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 but, but they're, they're, hurt, they're, they're two different men. They're Republicans, conservatives, but even within the conservative movement, there are a thousand points. There aren't two sides mm -hmm. in America. There are three hundred and thirty million sides. So let's first go to. Former Congressman Paul Mitchell, and as of December, a former Republican. Paul. Can I stop you one thing, Charlie? Yeah. Um, if I had known that you were going to have that Michigan crap behind you, I would never have agreed to come on your show. Hey. hey. What do you mean, Michigan crap? You mean the Michigan Wolverines? That, 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 yeah, the U of M. Well, well we wait a talk you want, Charlie, but I wanted to protest the Block M in the background. That, I do it all the time. Good, Paul. Thank you. You know what? That's another thing. I just want to say this. That institution 
that represents this great state and all the taxpayers who helped fund that helped me, right? I, w- I was uh, built. I was, I was taught to think. I was taught economics. I, I, I love that university. I love what it stands for. And thank you all. Continue to support education. And now I'm trying to pay back what you all gave me. So hell or high water, you're getting the truth here. Paul, your, your impressions, your take, your feelings about what happened Wednesday on Capitol Hill. That's deep. Did he freeze? <laughs> he's, I got, apparently he's speechless about it. Freaking Zoom. Right, well, I'm going to start till he comes back. We attacked ourselves. Yeah. Nobody is addressing the issues that continue to cause, you know, situations like that. I mean, we don't. We're going to talk about it. People are going to respond to it. But, you know, we have a lot of underlying issues in this country that everybody wants to ignore and pretend no longer exists. And until we address them, we're going to continue to have situations that are offensive, that are disrespectful um, and that are counterproductive. Uh, Well, shit, come on. I mean, the president egged that on. He created that. No, he gave him permission to do it, Charlie. Those people have been here. They've been, you know, I mean, you got to remember, we had something similar to take place here at the Capitol. I mean, they were arguing with the police and all that. I mean, this stuff exists. I mean, they were just giving it, given an outlet for it. There's Paul. He's back. You there, Paul? (laughs) I'm back. I think you should go to Rocky. He's got some great opinions. (laughs) Who's that? Thank you, Paul. I mean, it's Paul. Oh, that that was Rocky? (laughs) Yeah. Rocky's full of insights, Holy although I crap. consider him somewhat. Well. How did we unmute Rocky? <laughs> it's the All right, Paul. It's the power of Rocky. Paul. Yes, sir. You know the cat. Look, uh, Officer Brian Sicknick is the fifth person yeah. to die from Wednesday's violent clash in Washington. The three top officers of the Capitol Police Forces have resigned. The inauguration is just 12 days away. What, what's your feeling about the whole thing? Well, I, I tweeted last night that I, uh, the other night, it's been all kind of blurs together, that responsibility for what happened at the Capitol rests with uh, President Trump. And, and in my opinion, the, the leaders of our party who have failed to uh, forcefully tell the president shortly after the election, he'd lost. Uh, Rocky and I may not agree on some things, you and I may not, but one thing our nation depends upon is the willingness of people that run for office to accept winning and losing with some level of grace and maturity. Otherwise, literally, our democracy is at risk. And if you have any question about the importance of that, look what's happened this, over the last few days. Uh, in my opinion, the president incited a riot. He's responsible for it. I've called for him to step down or for the 25th Amendment to be invoked. Um, it, is a, it is a disaster of epic proportion. I look, at, I, look at, I look at the day, and I've lived through a lot. Invasion of Iraq. Uh, Rocky uh, also served at 9-11. To me, just in terms of imagery, it's one of the worst days in modern American history. Uh, it's an embarrassment it of weakness and ineptitude and moral decline. It is the day we attacked ourselves. It is, it is narcissism. It is ultimate narcissism, Charlie. And um, I will share with listeners now that uh, I met with... Uh, president and advisors a number of times in the cabinet room in the Oval on Air Force One. And there are three things I think the public needs to understand. First, I never saw a policy conversation go through to fruition or completion because we take a trip around the world where there was on President Trump's mind. 
Second of which is I never saw the president scan a briefing document and ask questions about it. Never. Lastly, I can assure everybody on this call that it would always include in the conversation, however the issue made him look. Uh, if our policy in this country is, is, is based upon how particular politicians look, uh, we're in a serious trouble. I mean, we have a real problem. And that's what's been unleashed on this country since the election. It went really to a bad place shortly after the election when uh, President Trump realized that he was going to be seen as a loser and he had real difficulty clearly dealing with that. And I'm just going to say, I mean, now, now you're the, he's the ultimate loser. There's just no excuse for it. No. None. I understand the pain. I think you do as well. You know, you. Oh, I, I lost the primary. It was ugly, dude. Yeah, and, and you're from Michigan at the, at, you know, at the, at the, in the thumb, so you understand what's going on in, in the Rust Belt and everything. But this isn't the way. This didn't deliver anything. We, the no problems have been solved. No, nor would they be. The American people were lied to when this whole stop the steal. Let's go whatever examples. Uh, Georgia, they've done mail-in voting for 30 years. They were Republican governor. So to suggest that somehow in Georgia that they, um, you know, cooked the books or played, you know, play with the vote is ridiculous. You look at what happened in, uh, I'm sorry, Arizona. Arizona, I'm sorry. You look at Georgia and you've got a Republican governor, Republican secretary of state. On the election, they did the tabulation. They did a hand recount. They did a mechanical recount. They verified 15,000 signatures. I think it was DeKalb County. They took a 10% sample or something like that. Uh, it's some, and they were, by the way, there were two of them that, that were considered questionable. Two. Every step has been taken to make sure that this election was conducted in a proper way, and he lost. You and I could talk about why he lost. We know why he lost. And it wasn't that the election was stolen from him. I, you know, I, I still get threats of physical violence for working oh, I know. as an absentee vote counter. And I did it for everybody, left, right, center, sure. right, communist, whatever. I, I'm not going to let them steal your stuff. And so when I tell you, I actually know the process and I saw no truck come in, what's with the, you're going to treat me like you just treated the Citadel, the, the symbol, right? The national center. Why? And I'm not afraid of you. I was heart sick, Charlie. Um, I, I love what that building stands for. Uh, it was an honor to serve there for four years. I took an oath that I hold dear to my heart. And it, it, it was, uh, I came home because my, my 10 year old needed dad to be home more. He's got some special needs and he needed dad. Or I still be there. Um, we need elected officials that love this country, that love their communities. That's their first priority, not to get dumb, fat, and happy and to gather power. And it goes beyond the president. It really, truly does. The Republican leadership failed to stand up to Donald Trump and say, enough. You lost. You know, you either deal with it or you're dead to me. And now they and back they away. And now they back away. Well, some of them do, but with all due respect, and, and I know that this will this will drive our your next guest crazy. Ronna McDaniel was reelected to the RNC chair, and she said when she spoke, she said, "Well, she was pleased. Please, the president chose her, and and throw with the uh, him getting seventy four thousand voters, and 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 what Trump has done for America. Trump's legacy was destroyed 
with his actions and words since the November election. The things that were good, the things that were achieved, there were positive things that I had a part in. I've been overwhelmed by his unwillingness to accept an election. A very basic tenet of our, of our government is the sanctity of your vote, Charlie, everyone else's, Karen's, and, and, and the failure to accept that is, is disgusting, sickening. Off camera, Rocky's actually shaking his head agreeing with you, I, I believe. Shake your head if that's correct, Rocky. He actually does believe that. As, as do I. And look, I mean, to be fair. Oh, I, I agree, Paul. Hey, hey, he's supposed to be muted. Said, he's totally supposed agree. to be muted, Joey. <laughs> I'll, let him, I'll let him talk. Rocky feels left Rocky. out. Uh, this is the yeah. voice of God. Let Rocky talk. All right, mute him, mute him. Hey, wait a minute, Rocky. I still, I still hold rank, dude. You may be a colonel, but I still have a voting card, dude. All right, unmute the colonel. He served. Unmute him, Joey. That's two. <laughs> Let's have a free-for-all. All right, free-for-all. Free-for-all. You there, Colonel Raskowski? Unmute him. <laughs> now he's muted. Okay, well, it's, it's a, a little <laughs> rusty. We're a little rusty. There he is. There he is. All right, uh, Rocco, uh, you were on the show September 11, 2019. Couldn't say enough glowing things about President Trump. After looking at Wednesday, after looking at November 6th, where are you now? I will agree with uh, uh, Paul about one of the things that he mentioned, and that is that all the good things that were done by this administration were will be washed away because of what happened on Wednesday. History will record Wednesday as a really bad moment in our nation's history. Have you been have you been receiving messages, anything oh, yeah. threatening? Your yeah. traitor? As a matter of fact, you know, Charlie. I, as a matter of fact, I, I've actually gotten a couple of death threats myself. Um, the Oakland County Republican Party just yesterday was terror or vandalized. Actually, we had a, uh, a, um, a landscaping brick thrown through one of our plate windows and, uh, someone wrote, uh, with spray paint on our wall, um, F you fascist Republicans. Um, and the sad part about it is if they only knew my background or most of the people that are members of the Oakland County Republican, my, my parents were in Nazi camps. And I'm very much against fascism. I agree with allowing and fighting for everyone's freedom to have their voice be heard. Um, what happened on Wednesday, I'm not just going to say that those people are Republicans. I'm going to say there's multiple people. We don't know who those people were yet, but I'm sure a majority of them were mob mentality people that supported the president that stormed our Capitol. And I don't care who they were, if they were Republicans, Democrats, independents, or vegetarians. We need to prosecute them at the fullest extent of the law. Okay, I'm glad you didn't go there because I thought you were going to be like, sorry, Karen, but like that was Antifa that did it uh, disguised as Trump supporters. I'm glad you said it was it was Trump baboons and not everybody that's into Trump by any means is a baboon. Hi, mom. Not, not by the way, they weren't all I, I can't tell you, nor can you, nor can anyone right now tell us who those individuals are. But I, but because of the amount of people that were in the, in the, uh, uh, Citadel freedom in the Capitol building, you've got to say that a majority of them were those individuals that were there to support the president on January. Rocky, 7th. Rocky, I had a, uh, someone message me that, uh, said he had a friend who's in the FBI and there was a busload of Antifa that had integrated in, in, with the Trump supporters. So I sent back, said, well, that explains a busload of them. What about the other couple thousand people? Exactly. Exactly. I, that's what I, I concur with you, Paul, that, uh, you know, one of the things that I found very interesting was I've been to multiple Republican events as well as Trump events. 
And I've never seen anyone come to a Trump event or a Republican event with a helmet and a backpack filled with bricks or Molotov cocktails or a protective uh, gas mask. Um, at this hap at this uh, occurrence on January 6th, at this criminal and uh, domestic terrorism, they did. But you're right. I, I believe that a majority of the people were people that were there for January 6th. Well, let's take a step back. And the, the, who in there? I believe people are responsible for the things they say. And what leader of the world is going to encourage people to come to Washington on the day they're going to ascertain the election, have a huge rally, tell them we have to go down to the Capitol, I'm going to go with you, we're going to fight for our rights, have Rudy Giuliani say that you're going to have trial by combat. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. That, that's just a level. So, you know, yeah, uh, there were people looking uh, looking for fight. God knows you and I could find them any given day. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. But the, with the incitingness started with someone that it troubles me so much. And, and Charlie, I, I've said before, I said in a broadcast on one of the news stations that, I mean, I ask myself repeatedly, did I speak out enough against some of the things that the president said in some of his conduct? Did I do enough? Because I'd have to tell you, I feel a, a great deal of remorse about where this country is at this point in time. And did I do enough to do the right thing? And anybody that doesn't feel that was an office, uh, they have no sense of uh, introspection at all. Paul, answer the question. Did you or didn't you? I believe I did, Charlie. I believe I, I know I did more than the vast majority did. Um, I really believe that. Did you do but enough? It you did more than you did more than Ted Cruz, which is the slimiest guy I've ever met in politics. Uh, what a he's a weasel, man! I'm telling you. Oh, Ted Cruz. I'm sorry. I know you're shaking your head, Rocky. Yeah. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Has, anybody that that buddies up with someone that insults your wife publicly and suggests your husband was involved in with the Kennedy. I can imagine. But yeah. I'm you know, I, I was saying at some point, do we need to really look at uh, identity politics and blind uh, party loyalty that, you know, aligns people to just support people that they know are, are, are going off of the path or doing things that are not in the best interest of the collective good? I, I mean, I see that on both sides of the aisle, no matter who it is, people are just behind them 200 percent and supporting everything that they do or that they say, even when they know that what they're doing and saying is not. Right. Okay. I want you to do that. Can I, can I, I want just correct one thing you said. Sure. Uh, as a as a conservative, let's let's say for good, not always use the word collective, because okay. uh, you know the masses aren't always good, but the the truth and justice is what's good, and sometimes what's best for the masses may not be truly what's best for uh, everyone in the United States. In in all honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things that I was going to mention is, is what Paul was saying. One of the differences that separates Republicans from Democrats, and that is even in our party platform, we talk about individual responsibility. I didn't support President Trump because of his rhetoric. If it was his rhetoric, I, I wasn't a big supporter of him. But what I did support him for was his actions in office, what he did with uh, basically cleaning up our border, uh, immigration reform making sure that more money was repatriated in the United States, lowering taxes, uh, in increasing industrial output, 
as well as strengthening our military. That's what I was focused on. Well, I, there was a time where I thought, okay, you know, he's, he does really well for getting people out to vote for the down ballot Republicans. And he is going to be around in the future for Republicans. Is he the party? What, where will the party be after no. January 20th? No, I, I don't believe he's the party. Um, and I believe the party will move on and search for, we cannot be a party of one individual. We have to be a party of a platform and of an ideology that basically supports less government, more personal freedom, and less taxes. Well, let's do this. And, let's do this. Let's do this. Because, Paul, you left the party. I did. You left the party. Why did you leave the party? Because its leadership had failed to address uh, the president's conduct during post-election. They were unwilling to stand up because of their own political interests. They wouldn't put the interests of the country first. And until there's a significant change of leadership and a return to the principles that I hold dear, I can't go back. And I've been active. I've, I've fundraised for the party. Rafi knows all this. I've been very active in a party. I can't be part of a party that is, in my opinion, has failed the American people. So let's, getting back to what Mark asked, what Rocky's saying, what Paul just said, and, and Karen laying it all out. What is the Republican Party now? Are we going back to the country club and the Jeb Bushes? No. Or is it the unwashed masses, the guys with whiskers walking around with the MAGA? Well, Charlie, let me, let me say this. Here's what the Republican Party should be. Here's what we should be. We should be the party that wants to ensure, that works to ensure that every family, every individual has the opportunity to better themselves and their family. Well, but you know, that, that sounds good, but that's yep. not possible. Yep. I mean, no, it is. It is possible. Yeah, it no, is possible because what's good for you, Rocky? If 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 you make six or six or seven figures, how is that good for the person that works at a Seven Eleven to feed their family? I mean, people have to. Those things will sometimes clash, and and people have to be realistic about the kinds of policies and strategies that have to be incorporated that will make a collective, for lack of a better word difference. Those aren't always the same things. And people that come to the table with, you know, a few million dollars in the bank don't have the same level of concern for the person that's struggling and living check to check. It's it's not there. Look, it's yeah. not. I'm not sure if you can say that either, because again, we're we're throwing a full blanket on on everyone. Look at Tom Monahan. Look at uh, the folks from uh, uh, Plymouth. Um, I forgot the family name that used to own the 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 road and black company. <laughs> that basically is throwing all their money, giving away all their money to support kids, especially in the urban communities, for better education and for college uh, college scholarships. So, I, again, let's not use the word collective. And what we should be focusing on laws and on a platform that lifts everyone up. That Doesn't gives anybody everyone get this? An opportunity. Here, look, let's, let's be simple because that's what people want to hear regular speak. I do not. Support blood on the marble floors. I do not support pipe bombs. I do not support looting Gucci. I don't, right? But I have to say, well, Gucci, yeah. I have to say, the political bosses, the political parties, the things they've done over the last few decades have decimated working people. It has. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see it, then you don't deserve to be our representative. And Charlie, what does that take us to? It, it may not be always the problem of the Republicans or Democrats. 
But what it is is, and I'll I'll go on the line here and say the biggest problem we have in politics is money. Take money out of politics, go to, and I'm a conservative, and I will tell you flat out right now that once you take money out of politics and you put in public financing of, of campaigns, you will have a lot more people be involved in the political process, and hopefully it'll be a cleaner process. Paul, you served in Congress. That's a nice thing to say, Rocky, and I agree 100%. But the fact of the matter is Citizens United, the Supreme Court decision, right, makes it so politics is infused with money. So if we want to accomplish that, Paul, we'd have to pass an amendment to the Constitution. Charlie, Citizens United didn't have... Uh, wasn't the cause of that impact. And I say that because, yes, it allowed corporations to be individuals, to function individuals and make contributions. But let's be honest about it. You've got unions that are also making those contributions and we're doing that before Citizens United. 100%. Uh, So, you know, uh, Rocky's correct if you take money, if you could take money out of politics. But with all due respect, guys, you could have every regulation you want in the world you want about that. And guess what? You'll have these groups that will put out issue ads that will relate to an issue that then relates to the politician. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you get rid of money in Iraqi and, and, uh, and actually are effective doing that because, unfortunately, there are people who will find their, find their way around it. And there are, there are also people, and we've seen them on both parties, that will just violate the regs and hope they don't get caught. Yeah, that's- Do you think we have too much? I mean, is there too much process in government? We keep adding layers oh, and layers. Yeah, yeah. oh hell yeah! I mean, and it's, and it's not. See, Paul is a Republican. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that's that hurts. Paul, your your platform, your beliefs in the platform are completely the Republican Party platform. Well, I tell you what, Rocky, let's get some leadership that actually will will, will put mm. that forward rather than worry about their political well being. Because well, I can tell you that's what, one of the things. That's in one of the D- things that I've always said. Uh, in D.C., let me finish, Rocky. In D.C., they failed that. They failed that at an epic level and to the extent to which it disgusted me. I feel, I feel sick to my stomach being associated. There are some of my colleagues I will never be able to look in the eye for their failures to stand up and tell the president of the United States, tell Trump he was done, grow up and deal with it, dude. Now, I watched uh, Rep. McCall and uh, Crenshaw this morning on Fox News say almost exactly the same thing. You About just damn time. A day late and a freaking dollar short. Ooh, watch the language. I'm sorry. <laughs> there were a handful of people. Kinzinger was involved in talking about it. Riggleman, who's no longer there, and myself. Crenshaw was hiding in the weeds. McCall, I mean, they're all looking for what their best political uh, move is. Not all of them, many of them. And it disgusts me. I don't agree with Liz Cheney and a number of things, but I give her credit for stepping up and say, you know what? Uh, objecting to the electoral college vote is unconstitutional. Yes. What those what those people did in Congress that night was a full <clears throat> assault on our Constitution. It was ridiculous. Well, I, you know, Paul, I'm not hey, sure. Hey, Rocky, excuse me, bro. Excuse me. Because it's actually in the Constitution. But you're saying that objecting to it for political purpose, right? Well, objecting to it without a basis. Show basis. me. Show me some damn evidence, Rocky. And I've been through you. You know this. You've been through yeah. it, too. Show me where. Well, it's also example, it's look, it's, Michigan, it's, 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 gentlemen, it's pro forma because because each state certified that. 
Republicans exactly and right. Democrats. We looked into it. No court saw anything credible. No board of canvassers saw anything credible to the level that we're talking about. Our elections messy. Is there some fraud? Yes yeah. and yes. But in general, move on. Mm -hmm. Like we're we dying out here. We had Republican legislatures, Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, that certified those results and their electors. If you believe in the Constitution, the Constitution said that states select their electors with certification from their legislatures. It happened. Next. So the next step is uh, inauguration. He already said he is not going to attend. Do you guys think Trump should attend the inauguration? No, I think he takes away from the, the inauguration itself. Um, you know, we've heard, it, I mean, it's 24-7 Trump, Trump, Trump. And as a supporter of the president's policies and not his rhetoric, it, it needs to start slowing down and we need to start transitioning. It can't just be Trump, Trump, Trump 24-7 at the same time. I agree. It'll be the first time since Andrew Jackson, I think it is, 1869, that the president's not attended. But I think at this point, it'd be a distraction. Uh, I think he, it would, it's not a good thing. What he should do, Karen, what he should do effective today, go, go to Camp David. Turn off your damn phone. Or at least your Twitter, your Facebook, whatever else. Isn't that crazy? I say that to my 14-year-old daughter. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop talking. You, you no longer lead the free world. You no longer... You no longer lead the Republican Party, and you need to stop. I'm sick of hearing about parties. Look, let's. I'm sick of parties. I'm sick. We of need them. a third party, Charlie. We, we need a third. You party. You know, we actually opinion. need at least need four. Parties. Because I'll say this about the parliamentary system. I always made oh. the joke we could do it like Europe, mm -hmm. and then I laugh. Yeah, like Europe does a good job. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, Europe doesn't go through what we went through on Wednesday. It doesn't go through uh, things that like. Chicago and New York and Portland. It happens occasionally in Europe, but not like this. Maybe you need to make deals <clears throat> with the fringe. So the masses are divided up. So we're not a mass. It's not one or the other. Well, you, you, you said fringe. I think it's an important point to make. We've got the fringe and either end of the political extreme that are dragging the political process in this country off a cliff. And, and in so doing, the damage they're doing is huge. And we need to recognize, I th in my opinion, I think Rocky would agree, the majority of the country is in the middle somewhere. There's a range. Exactly. But the idea, but the idea that we want to go to one extreme or the other, uh, America doesn't support that. I believe the November election was a repudiation of Donald Trump's rhetoric and his conduct in office. And there's a repudiation of Nancy Pelosi and her playing politics with COVID relief when, when there was a real need out there. So let the me American ask you people this. recognize the power of politics and they've had enough of the crap. You were up there, so I'm going to ask you, because Rocky didn't win his congressional race. Oh, so. oh no, come on. Stop clicking on it. Just say it. Don't worry, because he's running the Oakland County Republican he, Party. I mean, it's... He, he, Karen, can you take that knife out of my good back, booby please? Prize? <laughs> it, it, it was a fraudulent election. He won. Paul, <laughs> Paul. Actually, actually I'll tell recount. you. He wants to recount. Wait a minute. He did. I knew he actually believes that, too. I had dead people voting in our election. Google Google the name Pia Ferenkoff. Uh, it didn't vote for you, Rocky? Even no, the she voted ones? for Gary Peters. Paul, she died a year before she voted. Would the Republican establishment, the McCarthy's and the McConnell's, right? Let's say 
the Republican Party was divided into two. You had the Trumpers and the Republican Party. Do you think that they would accept Donald Trump as leader in a coalition government? No. There you go. So laugh at me when I vote third party, but I'm trying to be in the middle. I'm not getting anything. I work hard, I pay taxes, and I stick off of people. What most people don't know, and I only share general information, is that, as, as you guys know, I served in Republican leadership all, uh, all the way into the summer, this past summer. In the 115th Congress, when Paul Ryan was speaker, I can't tell you the number of times that he would intervene with the president, and sometimes in some animated manner, to make the point that we're going sideways here, we're going to... I mean, he spent a great deal of time and energy trying to keep things focused the way they needed to go and paid price for that. I mean, it's the the wear and tear of that. Um, No, we would not have accepted Donald Trump as uh, in a coalition government. No. And uh, we lost that impact when Paul went home. Mm -hmm. Uh, We lost that, 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 that kind of counterweight when, uh, when Paul decided to retire. And I need to do this before we, we don't take a moment. Rocky, you've served Paul, you've served. The Capitol Police, right? One man has died. Uh, You knew them, Paul. What are your feelings about that? I mean, they were overwhelmed. Why? I know you feel they did a good job. They they stood at their post. What happened? Well, first, I I didn't know the officer. I knew a lot. I know a lot of them. Uh, As you guys know, my oldest son's a police officer. So I, I just felt it was a responsibility I had to talk with the, the folks at the door at Cannon at the entry to the Capitol to to know who they're defending. It mattered because I, I wanted my son to hope, I hope my son would be treated with similar respect. Um, what happened is that it seems there's evidence that the leadership of the Capitol Police declined uh, support and reinforcements a couple of times, even prior to the event. They didn't want it to look like an armed camp. But uh, as Kelly indicated, former uh, chief of staff and general Chuck Kelly indicated that there was no contingent force to deal with it if it got out of hand. They were, there, was no, there were no reinforcements to say, okay, you're not taking the message. Now we're going to go to plan B. We're going to get out the rubber bullets and now we're having fun. That simply didn't happen. And uh, when that failed to happen, they were overrun. And uh, terrible planning. And uh, Rocky would know more about planning for such events than I would. But you've got to plan for contingencies. And it went sideways. And when it did, they had no help. And that's terrible. What about the there, there's a video of, 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 of a few of the Capitol officers opening the gate to allow these folks in. Some of them were taking pictures with them. And then you said that they refused to, you know, man up, if you will, in terms of um, making sure that they had a contingency plan. But when there was a Black Lives Matter uh, rally there, they had armed forces shoulder to shoulder all over the place. Why the I difference? Think that, I th- well, and I, I accept what you're talking about. I think the difference that you what you're talking about is a Black Lives Matter event at the uh, Lincoln Memorial, where they had them uh, shoulder to shoulder, and, and I agree, it wasn't at the Capitol when I was there that that was uh, done or needed. Uh, Hawaii was treated differently. Um, I think the same reason that uh, I don't because they're black, Paul. No, well, yeah, but there's, there, go one step no. further. I agree with you, but mm, good. I, I don't. No, let me let me finish. Let me finish. 
I, I don't think they thought, I don't think they believed it would go that far. And once they did, there's a, I, Karen, I agree with the, the, I, the, I agree with the, the, the stereotype that that means, but that's what I believe happened. I mean, if Louis Farrakhan they, said what Donald J. Trump said, I think he'd be arrested today. Do you oh, agree? yeah. 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 Let, oh, let me, can I chime in? I just Hold gotta, on one yeah, second. Go ahead, there's bro. a little bit more, there's a little bit more to this than, than, than keep what it, we're laying keep out Keep it tight. Here. Keep it tight. Um, Listen, do I believe there's racism in this country? Absolutely. And we should denounce racism and extremism of, of any party of any side. But when you look at the issue, every police or security agency will do what's called a threat matrix. They will do a risk assessment and a threat matrix. And when you put in Antifa and groups that are associated with Black Lives Matter or supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, it didn't no longer, it no longer became in the threat matrix and risk assessment, a peaceful protest. When you include Antifa in any group, and Antifa has been known, okay, okay, look at the channels, look at the lawless but, zones. That's why. But so it, was also, it was also well known. It was also well known, uh, you know, that Proud Boys were going to be in D.C. It was known the number of those groups were going to be in D.C. Hell, I knew it. My oldest, as I said, my oldest sense of police officer. I saw him over the weekend. He's with me, and I said, "There's going to be violence in yeah. D.C. around that." I, there will be violence there. Look who's coming. He's got access to some of the same information that those police agencies had because they had protests here. He knew what groups were going to be there, and he said, this is going to be a problem. And guess what? You can't put Proud Boys and some of the other clowns, clowns the wrong term, evil people in that environment, not having rev up people. Frankly, the one guy, the leader of the Proud Boys, shouldn't have been released on bail or whatever before the event was over. They should have found a reason to keep him there. And, you know, now what we get, I guess, on the right, you want to be heard and you don't want the man and you don't want big brother. Well, you just did it. Now that this thing went off, the Capitol is going to be locked down. They're trying to keep yeah. it the, the people's house. Yep. Say goodbye to that. Say goodbye I, I to think, that. I, I think they're going to work real hard to not lock it down, but have the ability to lock it down if they have to. Well, people, and, and, and Rocky would know this, he's been there. There are so many doors. Yeah. into that place and there's so many doors into the office buildings that then go to the tunnels securing the capital itself never mind the capital complex there's 1891 or something like that sworn officers in the capital police hell you'd have four officers to a door or something i mean it's it's huge and that's that's part of the problem um they didn't get enough personnel they didn't have them and they didn't have a they didn't have a backup Last point here. Last point here. Let's talk about the state of policing in America. Paul, you brought up the point they didn't want to look like it was some armed garrison. Karen, you, you bring up Black Lives Matter uh, protests. I saw in Chicago police stand down. I saw in New York police stand down. I saw at the Capitol police stand down. We're bitching about the police all the time. Until we need them. And then we're asking what the fuck's going on with the police. I think we have to do a better job by the police and for the police. But through all of this stuff, remember the last summer, what have we done to clean up policing? Like, you know what I mean? We talk and then nothing happens. It's even the police, Charlie. You and I both are avid 
staunch supporters of law enforcement. I've got them in my family and my friend circle. I, I have never said any, I'm not an anti-law enforcement person by any means. What I keep saying is that we need to deal with the issues that are behind the badge. We need to deal with the issues that are behind the batons. We need to deal with the issues behind the protest signs. We're talking personal issues that people bring to a table. Like that what? Bring to their, because like Charlie, what? People, people, like what? People are afraid of people that don't look like them. People are afraid of people that they don't know anything about. People are afraid of people that they've bought into a misperception or a prejudicial idea of folks. And that fuels a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of what we're sitting here talking about. It sounds simple, but that's the truth. Well, here's the other thing, Charlie, is you've got a mindset going on within the police departments in many cases is, is this worth losing my badge over? losing my job, losing a pension. Is this, is this problem I'm currently dealing with in front of me worth that? Or am I going to just let it go? And that discussion is very real. Uh, you've got, you've got family as well, Karen, you know, this is this yeah. conversation. I've had it with my son. Uh, Stop why, frowning and say pick, something, Mark. He's frowning and not saying anything. It's bumming me out. It was a technical thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, you're so anal. It's Paul's mic. That's okay. Okay, look, guys. I'm sorry. What's my mic doing? It's rubbing on your shirt, but that's okay. Guys, in, in Detroit, the, the police contract's <laughs> running out. Firefighters and paramedics don't have one. It's the only branch of government, public safety, that even answers your phone call. What are we doing? The, the, the president, oh, I love, I love, I love law enforcement. Well, one's dead. You didn't call the National Guard. We didn't do it. No, we didn't. What's going on with anything? But, no, he, okay. he didn't call the National Guard. He, he didn't call the National Guard. He didn't authorize our FBI to enter. He did not. When, they were, when the request was made, the governor of Maryland called as well and said they need help. And, and the Department mm -hmm. of Defense did not respond. And the best I can get out of that is they didn't because the president would not authorize it. Wait a minute. Hold on one second. The National Guard did come out. The oh, that was three hours, hours later. It's six, they finally fully. That was they finally, It was hours later. I'm okay, sorry. But, and Pence but, called but them. You got to say that the president did call out the National Guard. It was no, like, the okay, vice president called out the I'm National sorry. Guard. Let's make let that clear. That, Charlie. The, the president called the National Guard when he suddenly realized that all hell was broken loose. Broken loose. He was going to pay for it, and people had died, and he finally pulled his head out of his ass. Yeah, sad day. All right, guys, listen, we got uh, uh, just a, a, a quick news run that we got to get to. So I'm going to thank you for coming on. Uh, former Republican Congressman Paul Mitchell of Michigan and retired Colonel Rocky Raskowski who uh, was a member of the Trump Campaign National Advisory Board and the Oakland County Republican leader. Last thoughts, gentlemen, before I boot you. And you're always welcome here. Honesty is oh. always appreciated. Future of the Republican Party, go Rocky. It, it was truly a pleasure to be on your show again. Uh, most importantly, let's not forget that we're all Americans. We're in this together. And we may have disagreements with each other. Let's not uh, resort to violence. Our country is better than that. We resolve our, our disagreements at the ballot box. But at the same time, if half of the population has an issue with ballot integrity or, or transparency, we should somehow figure out how we address those issues to bring all Americans to the table and alleviate those fears. Well said. Congressman. Two things. Uh, one is that a reason that a and I think it's 40% last poll I saw Americans believe there were questions about voting integrity. Mm -hmm. 
is that the leader of this country repeatedly and those that supported him gave examples, created all kinds of conspiracy theories that was planted, repeated, repeated. And unfortunately, uh, you say it enough times for some people it becomes real. And that is an immoral thing to do. I agree we need to look at voting systems to make sure fraud and that doesn't, that doesn't occur at any extensive basis, basis. But this, the reason Americans believe this is because our leadership allowed it to happen. The second thing is, is I pray that we can find, we can develop leaders, we can support leaders that put our country, our constitution, and the needs of the American people first and foremost over their own political futures. Because you look at what happened with Senator Hawley, Senator Cruz, and it's this whole scramble that for 2024 and getting the Trump folks, uh, I can go through a list that you sit there and say, my God, do you care about anything besides your political interests? And for a number of them, the answer is, oh, hell no, it's all about me. And that's just disgusting. And that's from the horse's mouth. Thank you, gentlemen, for being with us. And uh, Happy New Year. God bless America. You too. God bless you, Chuck. Take care, Karen. Love you. What about me? God bless me too, Rocky. What do you mean? I just said it. God, God bless you, Karen. Karen you dead motherfucker. You got God in your heart. Charlie doesn't. He needs a lot of blessings. Thank you both, guys. We appreciate Thank it. you. I have a feeling when uh, Rocky disconnects, he's just going to show up at the door and walk in now. Uh, God bless there. him, man. Oh, how are I'm watching you. <laughs> he's not disconnecting. No, I know. Hey, he's, stay he's out of always... Rocky, but just mute him, Joey. And, and when, when I want to go to Rocky, uh, okay? But be, before we go on, let me just take care of a little business, you know, from our dear sponsors. Remember, ADR is experienced. Overseeing more than $250 million in private and public construction projects. ADR, competent. Reduce your costs, increase your bottom line. ADR has saved his clients millions. ADR consultants are experts in procurement and government compliance. Also, remember Black Tony the ex-con? Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. I called ADR. Hooking him up. Good. Going to get him some, some construction work and start training him in a trade. He wanted to work. Okay. I, there's hey, a- hey, 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 two seconds. I just want to say this, Charlie. Don't be mad. Good. But I want to let everybody know that Charlie keeps his word. I know people think that, you know, in media and all that, we say, oh, we're going to do A, B, and C. Everything that Charlie has committed to in terms of helping him, the young man with the car, we make these things are kept. I mean, we met him in the parking lot. It was snowing. Almost like a legal drug deal. Yeah. <laughs> he kept our word. God, and he's sleeping <laughs> in that truck. You, That's a mini truck, Karen. What is a mini truck? That Tony was sleeping in. Oh yeah, I saw that. I mean, because I didn't. He was. I was parked next to him for a while, and, and and I've never met him, and I was waiting for you, and I was thinking about that. I'm like, this is the truck that this guy was sleeping in. But I just want people to know that when you say that you're going to do something, when we make a commitment to help people. It is delivered. I just want people to know that. This is no BS. It is done. Yeah, well, you know what I did? I called ADR. That's yeah, what I yeah. did, right? <laughs> also, non nonprofit housing people getting gouged by their contractors. ADR has it straightened out, right? Housing Commission best practices in the, in the metro region. ADR does it all. Honest, ethical, smart. Call Barry Ellen Tuck. Just your bullshit. No charge. Feel them out. Pick his brain. That's where I go. 248-318-9424. 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Now, finally, if you're not among the ruling elite who can make your pal's pockets fat off the taxpayer's back, if you actually work for a living, you're going to have to provide for your own retirement and theirs. 
If you have questions, whether you're on the right track, be serious, folks. Call financial specialist Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from annuities to individual retirement accounts to college savings plans to good old stocks and bonds. Make that call now. Your politicians and your children are depending on you. Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Boom. Boom. Every time you say grow your assets, I think about <laughs> butt injections. I'm thinking that's where you're going with that. Maybe we need to put your mind out of the gutter, Karen. I've been drinking so much beer during COVID <laughs> yeah. that I can't even look at myself in the mirror. You know when you get out of the shower? Yeah. I purposely don't look. I haven't looked at myself in the mirror in decades. You look great. No, I, I don't. I was going to ask you, were you losing some weight? <laughs> yeah, right. Have you? No. I didn't think so. No, thanks. Thanks for humoring me. Don't say that. That sounds creepy. Don't do that. Well, let's pick a look. Here's what we're going to do. A rundown and and get out of here. But this is the stuff we're working on. You need to know it. It's coming or it's here and you don't know about it. Okay? Let's let's just quick around the horn, Karen and Mark. All right? Go for it. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Let's just pick up. See, I'm I'm just riffing here now. Absolutely rocky. And Paul are correct, especially Paul, which is, look, there's no appreciable fraud. But as we showed you on this program over the summer, if you leave it to people's imaginations, Mm -hmm. they're going to find it. Again, Secretary of State Benson, you dodge this show program because I don't think there's fraud, but I don't think you did your job and you won't explain it. Meaning... Why were at least a half a million people registered to vote who were not eligible to vote? True. This is fact. Yeah, don't uh, don't let a conspiracy conspiracy theory grow. Don't give them the possibility of even having it. Clean the shit up, and then you stop those kind of complaints. We got another election in two years, so you've got seven hundred and something days to fix the fucking rolls. Clock let is ticking. You, let me give you what I'm working on. I have the qualified voters list. Mm-hmm. There's a nursing home that's been defunct since at least 2019 in Midtown, right? Center of Detroit. There are 127 registered voters at a place that no longer exists. 127. Of those 127 people in the old folks home who are registered to vote that no longer live there, 22 of them are over 100 years old. Okay? Registered to vote. Of those 22, 17 are dead and they're registered to vote. Now, one of those dead people did ask for a ballot application. Put the application in, wanted a ballot. I haven't tracked that part down yet. And this isn't the only nursing home like this. So is there fraud? I, I, I didn't see. There's no record of any votes. But you do this kind of shit. It raises questions. And you and you get you get a guy like Trump stirring people up. Sure. And we got big problems. I never expected in my president, but that's what you get. Okay? Is that is that weird? 
It's incredibly it makes weird. sense, Charlie. I mean, we've talked before that, you know, just because there's no fraud does not mean that there is not a process that is compromised to the point where there are inaccuracies. So I, I, I agree with that 100 percent. Laser and, focus, and, Karen. And the, <laughs> what'd you say? Remember you were pulling all of Benson's quotes up on like Meet the Press and all yeah. the little friendly shows she did were laser focused. I remember that. And we t- look, that. I'm not an alarmist. My own place that I write for, Deadline Detroit, great place. When I wrote, we're going to have a problem, they called me an alarmist. Yeah. No, I'm an observer. Sure. You could smell this coming. And I'm reasonable. Do your job. And if you... Go ahead. No, and your homework. That's all. Go ahead. I'm agreeing with you, Charlie. Mark was All right. I'm going to say goodbye, guys. Oh, wow. Okay, Rocco. See you, Rocky. Thank you. Yeah, one hour hour BS News hour turned into like an hour and three minutes. Okay. I wonder why. That's why we're rolling through. Because we couldn't. What else do you have to do, It's not my fault. What else do you have to do? Are you the producer? Get to work. Do your job, Phil Howard. Do your job. What else do you have to do, Rocky, besides hang out with us? Really? Honestly, Karen, I love you dearly. I would love to hang out with you, but uh, Charlie and Phil Howard, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I understand that. Hey, by the way, when do you stop saying Happy New Year? When you get tired of it. Yeah, so that, like in April, you can say Happy New Year. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't seen them. Relative, you can say it as long, just like people ask, when can you, when you take down your Christmas tree? When you're tired of looking at it. So if it still feels new to you, then you say it. So Happy New Year to you, Rocky, and your wife and your beautiful child. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy Rocky. New Year to you too, Karen. God Thank bless you. you. You as well. Sorry, for, you. sorry again for smoking in your basement. <laughs> yeah, I will never mad. forgive you. My wife still talks about that. And so does Dr. Basuito. <laughs> well, he made me stay out in the rain in my socks to smoke it. And then Not I wasn't in the going. Rain, it was in the snow. And then, he, the snow. And then he, the snow. And then he's bitching at me for walking across his tile with my wet socks. <laughs> so win. I'm like, I'm smoking this one down here. Well, Howard, he's walking all around my house going, boy, I really like this. And he's just walking in bedrooms, walking blindly, blindly. <laughs> Well, you, you, you know, Rocky has a custom home with very expensive materials, so you can't just walk around with wet socks anywhere. I have I have a turret with uh, security cameras everywhere. <laughs> I know it's, you do. It's Rocky. more of a McMansion, Karen. It's not like yours over there in the old nice part of Detroit, brick. Oh, you know, God blaster. Hey, take care. All right, Love you. Bye, guys. Uh, Love thanks, you, Rocky. Rocky. Bye. <laughs> All right, next piece of news here. Looks to me, sources are telling me, Attorney General Dana Nessa, they're getting ready to bring some charges. And the big talk, the big scuttlebutt is Rick Snyder going to be included in that. As we told you before, involuntary manslaughter, multiple counts for people that died of legionnaires, not of lead, right? Mm -hmm. His aides have testified. We know this from when Todd Flood was running the investigation under Bill Schuette. They testified that Snyder knew about legionnaires right? And bacteria before he said to us in 16, he had just found out about it. Okay. So here are documents. Uh, October 1st, 2014, where Snyder is told about bacterial contamination causes being uh, treatment system failures and uh, bacteria monitoring defects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the, the point is, why didn't, when we knew the water was brown and, it, and there were boil water advisories, why didn't we go back? Why didn't Flint go back to the Detroit water? Why did they mm-hmm. keep drinking out of the Flint River? Let's see if I can make this clear. Flint was $12 million broke. They had to pay Detroit $1 million a month for water. 
that's 12 million bucks. Yeah. So if you don't have any water, you're not broke anymore. All right. <laughs> but you still need water. But you need water. So we go to the river. Guess how much that costs a month? $100,000. Okay. It's good savings. That's a good savings. But you also get what you pay for. You but that's get- like a Walmart version, you know? You- yeah. Well. Now, in order, listen, you borrowed money for this big new water project that Flint's going to join in two years. In the meantime, you're drinking swill. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not, but the residents are. Right. So this is called the administrative consent order. They came up with it to clean up a small emergency that was 20 years old. <laughs> it was a dumping site yeah. from the Fordham water plant. This administrative consent order locks Detroit or locks Flint into staying on the river. You cannot leave the river under any circumstance right here. So once they switched, they couldn't go back? Couldn't go back. Section 3.13, 313. You could not go back. Why? One, one, you borrowed $85 million, flinted, to build the new water system, but you're broke. You don't have any way to finance it, pay your mortgage. You do if you're charging the same rates for the Flint River that's polluted as you did for Detroit. So you can finance it. Number two, Flint wants to pay its bills with the other savings. So they locked it all in. Wow. Now, according to this... And the bonds, they promised the, bower, uh, the, the the people that loaned the money, the bondholders, that the environmental emergency, the dumping site, would be cleaned up, which it never was. Sure. Not for at least a year. Sure. Fraud. And number two, that the water treatment plant in Flint, the one that's, you know, 50 years old that they don't use, that they brought it up to standards and it was operable. It wasn't. No they they didn't put the money in. You needed a hundred oh, million man. dollars to fix it, and they put five million bucks in. No way to get off of it. Now, okay, now that's what you got, Flint. Let's start with this. There are sealed indictments on the EPA, the feds. Yeah. You know what they did? At least my sources say. They changed the test results for the water. Well, what's the point of doing the test then? Right. Just make the so, results up. So they got caught. That one's sitting there. It's worth That's, noting see, that yeah. the swamp of politics, the EPA administrator at the time, Gina McCarthy, you might remember her testimony to Congress back in the day. She's now going to be Joe Biden's hmm. climate czar, one of the climate czars. But here's here's the bureaucrat herself. Tell me if this is going to be reassuring to you. This is November 3rd. It appears, it appears there are different possible interpretations of the lead and copper rule, copper rule with respect to how the rules optimal, optimal corrosion control treatment procedures apply to this situation, which may have led to some uncertainty with respect to the Flint winter system. So here you have a city who's begging for help. They know they're in trouble. Okay, they're asking for that help, and I've got email after email from the Environmental Protection Agency saying, you know what, maybe you should hold off because we're not sure. Maybe there is confusion under the lead and copper rule. Maybe we are supposed to do six months of testing. I'm not excusing them at all, but you need to take some responsibility because you screwed up and you messed up 100,000 people's lives, 100,000 of them. 10,000 of those people are six years old and younger. And you take no responsibility. You don't think you did anything wrong. 
right? You don't think there's anybody did anything wrong. I already indicated that we could have worked more aggressively. Yeah. I wish we had. Can I explain <laughs> the, the memo? Would you like me to? I want you to have an appreciation and an understanding of why the DEQ people are confused by the direction from the Envi Department of Environmental Co from, was, from the EPA. There was no confusing signal sent from the agency. What were they supposed to do? Of time. Which, they, should they have put the phosphates in the water, yes or no? Not dumping it in without connecting with the experts, and they did not have the expert voice at the table because they refused to let us to the table. They were at the table. It comes from that the EPA. The sir, she I'm starts sorry. the email. That is not the task task force we're talking okay. about to provide technical okay. expertise. Okay, let's go through the list. Uh, Leanne Smith, Richard Benzie, Chris Phillip, Carrie Monosmith, Dana, uh, I'm going to pronounce, I'm going to mispronounce their last name. It's okay. Going through this. Hold on. I don't know those individuals, so. Yeah, they all work for you. Boom. <laughs> okay, come, bureaucracy at its worst. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to, as you were talking about earlier, um, David uh, Masseron? Yes. Masseron. Mm -hmm. you, you make mistakes, you get a different job. Yeah. You make a mistake, you get a different job. Which begs the point. Like is is Nestle got the, the chutzpah? Does she have the ability to, to bring convictions to Snyder? By the way, no love, no well, love here. So that's my question, though. How much? How much do you think? Because remember when she got in, she got rid of everything that had been done by the mm -hmm. special. So how much of this is political, or does she really think she can get a conviction? Well, all of this stuff she's bringing is stuff that was already done. That's what I mean. So is, is she trying to make it look like this is all hers? And she and did it. Yep. <laughs> I think at this point, because again, the racketeering, the organized fraud. Yeah. At least the charge. It was sprawling. No word on that. Who's a central figure? Who put this, this deal together? Like, who to emails? We need the ACO to get the bond deal done. Yeah. Dave Masseron. <laughs> Dave Masseron from Flint went to work for Mike Duggan as the chief financial officer of the city, but he's not a CPA. He's a freaking contract lawyer. All who you know. Now where does he go? He's the, the state... The budget director for the state of Michigan. How do you get a job at all? I, I don't at know. all. It's, yeah. it's who you know, Charlie. This is old school politics. I mean, this is, you know. No, this is worse Daily, than that. The this McNamara is era. It is. I mean, we're, 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 for people that weren't around or not aware of what that was like, you're watching it reshape right now. This That's is worse. Happening. This is worse. You killed people. Now, I'm not saying anybody's guilty of anything. Not saying that. But people died. People died. This was a fucking disaster. That much is true, right? Whether there was illegality committed, I'll leave that to a jury, right? But I don't know how you work. All the problems with fraud in Detroit, right? The Motor City match we're now hearing about. Oh, the demolition. Yeah. Yeah, you and fail up, fail upwards. The police. Yeah, come on, man. No contracts for public safety. Really, you're working. Sure. When when public safety wasn't included as part of the grand bargain, that should have sent a message to people in terms of whether or not the quality of life really mattered in the city of Detroit. Is it related to public safety? Period. Yes. Also, one last thing about Flint. When it comes, we'll be. Uh, you see, I'm prepping for it. Mm -hmm. Right, there may be secret servers offsite with the Snyder administration as well, as we are looking Wait, into. Say that again, uh, like Hillary's servers offsite. Oh, really? Doing government business on secret servers. Huh? Yeah. Great. That sounds familiar. 
Great. Uh, okay. Look. Okay. So now we we go like this. It's amazing me how much is just in emails, and you know you can see yeah. it in reports. It's, you can't hide Text this messages. Stuff. You can't hide Same it anymore thing. as long as someone wants to do the work. Yeah. Look. Okay. Trump. Screw you, Snyder. Screw you. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. White guys, Republicans, equal here. When Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, resigns yesterday. Oh. No love for her either, dumb, no. dumb DeVos. Sorry, not very good education secretary. Dumb, dumb DeVos. <laughs> what does Governor Whitmer do in a time of national division, right? Yes. National division. Yeah. Is it time to be gubernatorial, a leader? An adult. An adult. No, we listen to millennial communications director. Quick, go put this T-shirt on and tweet it. What is it? Put it up there. Do we have that? Yeah, I got it up, Joe. If you, uh, I want to see it because I got to read it. It says, dear, and it's got a uh, map of America. Dear America, sorry about Betsy DeVos. Sincerely, Michigan. It's not cool to me. You don't? It's not. It's stupid. That's not Michigan. Don't do that. That's not leadership. I mean, but this is the thing. You've got people on social media or whatever. They gas her up on these things. You know, they went through with the with with the bus and, you know, calling her Big Gretch. And uh, so all that crap. These are people that didn't even vote for her. I mean, this feeds into to me uh, something that has no place in an air when there's so many serious issues that need to be addressed. Well, if you think Trump's supposed to be above that, then why shouldn't you be above that? I mean, she's still a public leader, so. What in the I can't world? say I'm surprised. It's just it's stupid anyway. It's not even a cool shirt. Okay, so you no, know what's not. you know what's weird? The baboons, <laughs> those Trump baboons, are like storming the the, the 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 capital, the country's capital. So in the freaked out COVID modern world, I got triple split screen here. Mm-hmm. One screen is that. The other one is the chief of police making his yearly excuse about crime, which we'll get to. And the other one is Whitmer. Right? That yeah. woman can't go a day without a press conference. Oh, she has one right now, by the way. Oh, she's got one right now. Currently, Stay yeah. with us. Okay. So so what is she announcing? What is she doing at that moment? She's talking about what a great job she's doing with the vaccine rollout when the federal government's saying we're amongst the worst <laughs> among in the rollout yeah. and, and nobody's doing anything. And who has a reason to make up stuff there? So hours later... She's doing a joint statement with Rick Snyder about unity. And then over Christmas, when it was quiet, hiring one of the assholes that put the deal together. <laughs> what? Hey, that's unity. That's foolish. So let's it's look madness. at Madness. Look, this stuff has been rolling out a couple weeks now. Only 8,000 residents in all of these old people homes have even gotten this stuff. It's such a disaster. But you know who has gotten it? Hospital administrative staff. That was supposed to mean, now this is decreed by Whitmer's people. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to mean janitors, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to mean uh, people working intake at, at the emergency room. People that are there. But what we come to find out, let me, let me get this proper here. They worked the loophole of these hospitals and they were giving shots to their insurance wings, right? People that work for like, you know, uh, like HAP, like yeah. Beaumont's HR department, right? Spectrum Health. So all the millennials at home in their jammies pushing through insurance claims 
are getting this stuff. Meanwhile, I wrote a story about an 83-year-old man, Frank, and his sweet doll of a wife, Nikki, 80, who has dementia. He hasn't laid hands on her since March, and he's out there every day in a tent to see the one he loves, and she doesn't have it? So, And, and you're holding a press conference? Lying? Similar to, you know, Benson and cleaning up the rolls. If you don't want people to look at that and go, hey, what's going on? Get it to those people. And if you want to get it to your millennials that are sitting at home in their pajamas, no one's going to care if the people we care about and want to get it, get it too. Yeah. It just seems pretty safe. It's been a terrible rollout. Just get them into bodies, period. Starting with the old people. And there's then- going got- to be mistakes. We know that. We know people are going to flip through the cracks, but... Just do it. Get it going. Why are we so bad at this? Like at everything. It just seems disorganized. I just, maybe it's. Beyond the pale, man. I. Why is the bureaucracy so bad? I know. We expect bureaucracy to be bad. We don't expect it's, it to be this bad. It's, it's too much of it. That's why. And yeah. that's also why, one, people fall through the cracks and why accountability is next to none. Because there's so much. Think back, Charlie, the lady that had written a letter um, to the governor. She had an issue and she shared it with you. This is way back last year. And you get and she got this standard, you know, well, look, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, yeah. there's so much process. There's so many layers. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. Yeah. And then they think we forget <laughs> because that was the mother of an inmate at the Wayne County Jail. Yep. To which her office writes back, we have no jurisdiction, <laughs> even though she's putting out emergency decrees. You have complete jurisdiction. And by the way, Benny Napoleon's dead. I don't know where he got it, but I got a good guess. Yeah. Seeing as the commander of the jails died, the two top doctors died, the top deputy died, you let people out on the streets without being tested. I'm not fooled. (sighs) And enough. Stop embarrassing. I'm from Michigan. I don't want to send something like that to Betsy DeVos. Dope. And it also looks really bad when you're wearing that t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing your job and you're wearing that t-shirt. It, it looks immature. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It just, it is. I mean, this, I mean, we like you said, we talk about Donald Trump, you know, ruling, if you will, from Twitter. I mean, come on, like, come on. And finally, you know, in the middle screen, the chief of police, James Craig, is holding his yearly excuse press conference, right? Saying murder's up 20%, non-fatal shootings are up 50%. He blames it on COVID cabin fever yeah. and then says, well, we're not as bad as Chicago. Their murders went up 40%. Yeah, but their shootings didn't go up as much as ours. Maybe Chicago's just a better shot. And when you do the per capita game, right? This per capita game, Detroit most likely going to be the most violent city in America again in the most violent year. Like it was last year. Like it was in 2017 and 2016. And I don't care about Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know? we live here. Yeah. We live here. Don't point about another city. Just take care of it here. What is the plan? Great question. Again, when is the police contract? This is an election year, Duggan. The police contract runs out in July, I believe. Fire department and paramedics haven't had one in a year. That's inexcusable. Paramedics are out with COVID. You, you don't got enough trucks out there. I know it, and you know it. But you're banking on I'm the only guy and people are going to ignore it. Who cares? I'm still doing it. We're number one in Michigan. That should be the priority. 
Did they ever get their percentage? Remember, there was some there was a concession made that was supposed to be temporary. Did law enforcement ever get that returned to them? I mean, remember, because they were arguing. I mean, they were saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean the the emergency money or the pay cut they took under when you were in City Hall, Karen? I'm talking I'm talking both, actually. I mean, because, you know, there was the return of a concession that was made. And it was being rolled out like it was some additional compensation when in actuality it was just a reinstatement of what was owed to them in the first place. Yeah, they took a 10% cut, you know, just before right. bankruptcy, came out of bankruptcy, took some cuts to the pension, benefits, health care. <laughs> Over that time, they have received raises. But when it's all said and done, you take the 10% cut and say 1.5% inflation every year since then, the police are getting paid less. And we have less police and we've got crime through the ass. How's that working out? And now we're going to be in an election year and you got really weak union representation. Sorry, guys. Hey, rank and file. Tell them I said so. Really weak. No emergency pay, even though we're in the midst of this raging pandemic. Why don't they have it? Okay, so let's review before we go. The guy that put the Flint deal together is now in charge of all of our money. <laughs> Crimes through the roof, triple homicide this morning. Can't stop them, can't solve them. Oh, by the way, year to date, just the first week, shootings are up 100% from last year, which were up 70% from the year before. What about Chicago? <laughs> um, Trump's not going to the inauguration. Yeah. What else we talk about? Nestle's uh, probably going to be coming down. We'll be there working on stuff. Working on big stuff. Get and vaccines in the right people. Get the and vaccines fast. and 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 get get the dead people off the rolls. Yeah. That's your news for the week. And there's your plan for the year. <laughs> and so don't forget, support American Coney Island. You got any kind of trouble with your business or the you know local state government, call ADR, looking to refi your home, Hall Financial, and look. Take care of your personal finances. That's our good friend, Luke Nowacki. Until next week, again, join us in the middle where we're thinking for ourselves. No sacred cow. Love you, Karen. Love you back, guys. What's this? Uh, we didn't have a song, so I, I chose- sent you a song. I didn't get it. Is Anarchy in the USA? <laughs> oh, so... This is what happens. Hold on. Let's just play. Let's just play. Don't cut it off, Joe. This is what happens when we leave you in charge of me. What is that? David Bowie? You will be queen. Karen? No? You don't want to look at her. Look at that. What do you want? Anarchy in the. No. We've heard that before. We don't want to hear that again. What? American Grimm? Do I have to be in charge of the music? No, Molly Crew. Do I need to start sending you stuff? Yeah, I mean, don't make me beg for it. Okay. Something right off the top of your head that fits everything. <laughs> right off the top of your head, Karen. I couldn't even. I just see. This I, is, I don't. I couldn't even tell this you. Is my whole life. I don't know. Um, somebody, Lashonda L- Rice said that today is David Bowie's Bowie's birthday. So go ahead with the Bowie thing. Can we have one that's Let's peppy do that. or something uh, for his birthday? What was that one? That's spooky. That was Heroes. Uh, mm-hmm. Under pressure. Uh, yeah, that'll work. Okay. Ah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Apologies. Cruising. Oh. <laughs> my 5.0. Got the rag top down so my hair can blow. Ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby. Hey, no vanilla ice, no M&M. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah, he admits that. 
know, I was once at the Friars Club. They were roasting somebody, and Vanilla Ice was there. I wrote it. You can look it up in the New York Times. Yeah. And he was willing to talk with anybody, willing to talk with him. And I'm like, here, hold my drink. And I went and took a piss and <laughs> hold my fucking drink. Did he finish it? No, he held it for me. <laughs> oh. oh, and you get the, look, there's the fix the shit. New t-shirts. It doesn't say shit. It's got the asterisk. We have some that say fix it. And I have a fix the shit for you, Karen. I'll get it over to you. Um, the Drew in Mike store.com. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. Happy New Year. Fight the power. All right. With your Bye mind. Guys. With your mind. So slashed and torn. Why?